someone that's new I speak my mind so free So you could hear the truth Yeah, know that we all have fear Hey guys, welcome back to the Truth For Youth podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to bringing you truth. It is tough to know what's truth in today's world when you're constantly bombarded with lies, half-truths, and hidden agendas. Well, this is the podcast you can kind of take a deep breath of relief and know that you're getting truth. It's not my truth. It's not the world's truth. It is God's biblical truth. And young people, I know that you will benefit from this podcast. So be dedicated, man. If you've set New Year's resolutions, we're at the beginning of a new year. Be dedicated to growing spiritually. Get Bible intake. It's not just about this podcast. Get any kind of biblical intake that you can, whether that be reading your Bible, listening to other podcasts, watching sermons, watching messages, online church, going to church, doing whatever you can to get some biblical intake. But I do know that there is value in this podcast. And today we're going to be answering a question that maybe some of you have had. If you have not had it, perhaps you will get asked this question at some point. Um, I actually had a, a student recently, one of my former students, a college student, ask me, how do you answer this? You know, she was kind of caught off guard because one of her friends asked her this question and she didn't even know exactly how to respond. And it's a good question. And again, it's something that you have maybe struggled with. Are you supposed to believe everything in the Bible? Can you kind of pick and choose certain things to believe in the Bible? Now, there can be a simple answer to that, obviously, right? But if you really think about it, it's a pretty good question, because if you've read the Bible or you know much about the Bible, uh, or even hear people that have no bits and pieces of the Bible, they may twist things a little bit. But you have two different big books of the Bible. You have the Old Testament and you have the New Testament. Now, the Old Testament is the Old Covenant, okay? It's the, it was a covenant. It was an agreement between God and His people at that time. His chosen people were the Israelites. That's who He wanted to use to spread His message of hope and salvation to the rest of the world. So He had an agreement with them. So that looks different than when you get to the New Testament. That is the new agreement, the new covenant, that's the covenant that God has made with all of us, the whole people, because now Jesus is on the scene, the Savior, and so things are different. So you don't see those old sacrifices, the animal sacrifices, and some of those laws that you saw in the Old Testament, they don't really apply in the New Testament. But it's not that picking and choosing. Okay, so God himself never changed. He's still the same exact God that he was when existence happened, okay, like when the world was created, he was even in existence before that. He's for, he's always been in existence, which that's weird to think about, right? Our brains kind of hurt when we think about that. But he's never changed. His character has never, ever changed. Now, the plan looks differently because we as humans, we have kind of uh, been disobedient and we've fallen short. And so he has adjusted the plans a little bit which he knew how it was all going to play out. But his character has never changed. Now, here's, here's the quick answer, okay? No, you do not get to pick and choose what you want to believe in the Bible. 
But again, going back to what I just said, yes, there's some some strange things that happen in the Bible when you have the Old Testament versus the New Testament because of some of those things. But the overall theme, the overall commandments and purposes and and rules and, and guidelines that God has given us, those have not changed. All right. So you don't get a pick and choose. And here's what people are picking and choosing. You know, in my opinion, what I've seen is most people are picking and choosing the things that they want to believe. They're choosing to omit or not believe in things that maybe rub them the wrong way because it makes them feel uncomfortable or it's a sin in their life that they don't want to give up. And so anyways, they just choose not to believe that. But here's the thing. You don't get to decide what is truth, okay? God has decided that. He decided that in the beginning, right? What is truth? And he laid that out, and we are to adhere to that. We don't get to call him out and say, oh, no, God, you're wrong on this. He's the God of the universe, He created everything. Look, I I understand, especially in our society today, you do have to sort through the information that we get. You, You have to sort through the news and the social media posts and just media in general to decide, okay, this is probably truth, this is not, and you can kind of pick and choose. So I understand today's society, it is tough, and you do have to be kind of picky. You do have to sort through all sorts of information, and you probably can't take everything at truth value. But we are talking about the God of the universe. So if you decide, you know what, I'm going to believe in this God. I'm going to believe in the God of the Bible. You have to believe everything. You you don't get to say, okay, well, God, you know, I think you got it right when you said do not murder. But when you said do not lie or do not commit adultery, eh, I I don't think that's really right. So I'm not going to choose to believe that. Because what you're saying is that you don't truly believe in the God of the Bible. You're saying that he is either a liar about some things or that he's wrong or at fault about some things that don't line up with what you believe. So you're calling God a liar? Or again, you're saying that he is not perfect, that he is not um, fully understanding and right about everything. Why in the world would you worship a God and believe in a God that you only believe part of what they believe? Like, would you date somebody that you only believe part of what they said? Like, what kind of trust, what kind of relationship would that be? That would be awful. And that could be a dating relationship. That could be a work relationship. That could be a teacher. Like, could you imagine being in school and your teacher teaching you about a subject and you only believe half of what they tell you? (laughs) I know some of you are like, oh my gosh, I had that teacher. Right, I get it. Okay, you probably have had some bad teachers in your life where they were probably only giving you about half the truth or half the knowledge. And that was probably miserable for you, right? So how much bigger and more important is it to worship, to believe in a God of the universe, your salvation hinging on it, that you are getting truth? It is critical. So A, you need to ditch the God that you're believing in if you don't believe everything. Or B, you better fully adjust and realize what you're saying when you're saying that I don't fully believe everything. 
Now, sometimes people may just misunderstand or maybe it's been taken out of context because I do hear that a lot. I hear people say, how can you believe in a God that supports murder or something? And they're talking about how maybe in the Old Testament, um, God was using people to eliminate a people group. Um, that's not murder, right? That was that was God getting rid of some, some people, kind of like war, right? But people take passages out of context all the time. So I understand if that's kind of where you're coming from and you just need more education, more information around something. But it, most of the time, that is not the case from my experience. Now, I can't speak for everyone, obviously, but from my experience and the experience that this uh, former student was telling me, again, I don't know her friend, but what it sounded like, because the example that her friend was telling me about was premarital sex that her friend chose not to believe that premarital sex was wrong. Now, this is this is pretty much a no-brainer. Why would you believe that? Um, hmm, maybe because you are either participating in a relationship that is very sexual and you're you're having premarital sex or you want to do that or you plan on doing that or you did that in the past and you don't want to feel the guilt. Whatever it is, I guarantee you that is a pure selfish reason for not believing that. And look, I understand when we sin, we justify it, right? It's just what we do as humans. We Hopefully we get to a point where we realize I don't need to justify the sin. I need to own up to it, confess it, and move on. But unfortunately, a lot of times we like to, de- de- to deny it, couldn't speak, we like to deny it and say, no, 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 uh, so that we can keep doing it, right? Because we're being selfish uh, and we're not taking others into consideration or God into consideration. So that is what happens most of the time. We're doing it for selfish reasons because we want to keep doing that quote unquote sin or being disobedient. And we choose to say, ah, you know what? God had the murder thing right, but he was wrong on adultery or premarital sex. That There's nothing wrong with that. And some people truly believe that, but it's because of limited knowledge, I believe. But most of the time, it is purely selfish. All right, so let's keep moving on. Uh, I have a passage for you. James 2.10. You can't pick and choose these things. And it's talking about the Ten Commandments. Specializing in keeping one or two things in God's law and ignoring the others. The same God who said, don't commit adultery, also said, don't murder. If you don't commit adultery, but go ahead and murder, do you think your non-adultery will cancel out your murder? No, you're a murderer, period. Now, that came from the message, and, you know, yes, the message version is a lot different than some of the other translations, but the point hits home. You don't get a pick and choose. It's the same exact God, right? And I love the way it said that. It's the same God that said, don't do this. It said, don't do that. All right, now let's get to another point that I think is crucial for us to understand and to think about. God was perfect, perfect before he ever created the world, before he ever created humans. Think about that for a second. If God was perfect, that means he needed nothing. 
He didn't need the world. He didn't need us as humans, which means he doesn't need our love. He doesn't need our obedience. He doesn't need us to follow his rules. He doesn't need anything from us. He created us because he loves us and he wants us to have a life. He wants us to be fulfilled. He wants us to find peace and joy and and purpose. He wants to have a relationship with us. He doesn't need us, but he loves us and wants us and he chooses us. Now, whether we choose to love him and accept him and be obedient to him, that's on us. God is still perfect. So think about this. He doesn't need us to follow his rules. So why would he create these rules, these commandments, these laws, these these guidelines for living? Because he is the creator. He knows what's best for us a lot more than we know what's best for us. Now, we get that twisted a lot of times, and I'm guilty. And there's times when I'm like, nope, this is what I want. This is what... Uh, I'm going to pursue because I know me better than anybody else. Wrong. God created me. He knows me a lot better than I know myself. And he knows how everything plays out. He created humans. So he knows how humans should act and interact to have the most fulfilled, joyful, meaningful life. But yet we take that away from him so many times and say, no, 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 no. We know it's best. So the rules and the guidelines and these commandments, they're for our benefit. If we do this, we benefit. Now, yes, at times it's hard. It requires self-discipline. It requires sacrifice. And you know what we want as humans? We want happiness. We want pleasure. We want immediate gratification. We want immediate pleasure. We don't like to wait for things. We don't like to deny ourselves. We don't like hardships and, and having to have perseverance. And But you know what? Those are the things that make us. I talk about that all the time on this podcast. The hard things, those obstacles, those difficulties, that's what makes us. That's what creates us. That's what helps us to be better. That's what's growing our faith. That's what's making us better followers of Christ. It's not the easy path. It's the hard things, man. Just like working out, just like doing sports, running. The hard stuff is what's going to make you better, not the easy route. We've got it all twisted in our mind and we want easy, but easy does not help us. Easy does not grow us. In business, the, the hard, difficult things, that makes us better in business, not the easy path. It's that saying, easy come, easy go right? But if it's difficult and you worked hard for it, it's probably going to last. Same way with our faith. God gave us these rules. He gave us these guidelines because they benefit us. And some of you that may be older, maybe some of my parents that are listening to this or older adults that are listening to this, when you were younger, you may have had that mindset to like, I mean, why did God throw out there no sex before marriage? That just seems cruel. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's me. It's my body. It's not hurting anything. Well, later in life, you older adults, you understand this more. You understand that there there are long-term effects from that stuff. You, you may not see it immediately, 
But the emotional ties, the memories, the other things that are associated when you go on to have a marriage and long-term relationship, there's lasting consequences to those things. So again, it's not that it benefits God. It's benefiting us if we will obey it. We will have a better life, a more meaningful life. You just have to have the trust. You have to have the faith. Isaiah 55, 8. I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work, God's decree says. For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. We think we know it all. We think our human little brains are, are so smart and we just know it. We've got it all figured out. Wrong. Wrong. God says, look, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. You have to trust me. I am the God of the universe. I have done these things because I've got this plan. I've got this purpose that you don't understand. You may understand bits and pieces as life goes on, but you won't fully understand probably until we're in the presence of God one day in heaven. So he's saying, you've got to think differently, right? You've got to trust me because my ways are different. So you can't pick and choose in the Bible. You, you, you don't get to just say, hmm, I'm going to believe this or believe that. Now, some may argue, well, what about some of the people in the Bible? I mean, some of God's chosen people, some of the people that are these great high and mighty heroes of the Bible, I mean, they were doing stuff and God was okay with that. What was he? Yeah, there was some uh, um, polygamy going on in the Old Testament. Did, did Did God say do that? No, people did it, but that wasn't because God told them to. They were being human. They were making their own decisions. Look at King David. You think God wanted him to commit adultery with Bathsheba? Do you think he wanted him to kill Uriah and commit murder? No. And David was a man after God's own heart. He was a hero of the Bible. But you know what else he was? He was a human. He made mistakes. So the Bible is documenting his life and it's showing his mistakes. It shows his successes, but it shows his mistakes and his failures as well. Just because it shows that doesn't mean God wanted that. Doesn't mean God commanded him to do that. If you see the story, you realize that there was consequences. God punished him for that. Just like us. We can, claim, we can claim to be Christians, but if we were to document our whole life, there's lots of failures in there. There's lots of mistakes. There's lots of sins in my life. It doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean God wanted that. That was me making those choices. So there's going to be things in the Bible that happen, and it's not that God wanted them to happen. It's just, just humans making mistakes. Humans making, uh, having sinful decisions and sinful desires and acting on them. All right, let's talk about another thing. So when we pick and choose things to believe about God, okay? Like I say, you can say, well, if God's a loving God, then there's no hell. Okay, here's an argument. People say that all the time. Oh, if God's such a loving God, then there's no hell. Well, how could God send people to hell? I just don't believe that there's a hell. Uh, or eternal damnation, or separation from God, you know, however you want to 
whatever you want to call that, whatever, however you want to say that. But there, there is. It talks about that in the Bible. Now, I don't like the idea of, of that, people being eternally separated from God, but that's what, that's what it is. And God knows what's best. God, God has a plan, a purpose that I don't fully understand. We just talked about the passage. I don't fully understand all those things. But just because I don't understand and maybe I don't like it doesn't mean I get to pick and choose and I can eliminate that out of who God is. Because here's what happens. When we eliminate that, when we pick and choose, you know what we're doing? We're ultimately creating our own God. Now, I know you've probably never thought about that. And maybe you've heard the word idolatry. It's talked about a lot in the Bible. And you may have said, well, I would never commit idolatry. I would never worship a false god, because that's what idolatry is. It's worshiping a false god, little g god, not the big g god, the god of the universe, the god of the Bible. But we would never do that. We, we would never worship some false god. We well, you know what we're doing. We're creating a false god when we pick and choose things to believe. Because now we no longer have the God of the Bible. We have the God of, of Micah or the God of you because you've now created your own God because you said these are the attributes that I want my God to have, not the God of the Bible. That. So we're creating our own God. And in essence, we are committing idolatry, which is the first commandment. There shall, you shall have no other gods before me. We're creating our own God and we're worshiping that God. That's the first commandment. That's the biggest, that's the big one. And we're breaking that when we pick and choose things to believe about the God of the universe. All right, and you probably haven't thought of it that way. So, okay, let's wrap this up. Do not pick and choose. You have to, if you choose, okay, if you choose to believe the God of the Bible, you have to choose everything about him. You have to believe it all or you don't believe him at all. He's either a liar or he's your Lord. There's no in-betweens. You don't get to pick and choose and create your own God. God has these rules. God has these guidelines. God has done everything because he has a higher purpose and a higher plan that our little brains don't fully comprehend. You have to trust him. You have to trust his process. And in the end, I promise you, it's all going to be worth it. People, I hope, you, uh, I hope you benefited from this. I hope this brought you some value, maybe answered some questions, maybe help you answer questions that you may get in the future. As always, I would greatly appreciate you. Uh, if you can leave some comments, leave some reviews, that would be very helpful in growing the podcast and sharing the podcast. People, please pass it along. Text it to someone. Email it to someone. Pass it along so that other people can hear this podcast and hopefully benefit and gain value from it. If you didn't like it, if you don't care for it, fine. That's, that's your opinion. Don't pass it along. But if you do get value, then I would appreciate you passing along. Guys, I love you. And as always, if you need me, if you have questions or, or maybe topics that you want me to hit on in future podcasts, email those to me. My email's in the show notes. You can find them there. And I look forward to hearing from you through email and I will see you guys in the next podcast. Bye bye.